0: You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Portal podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you guys so much for being here and being a part of our journey as we again enter the Paranormal Portal. Hope everything's good in your world and uh, just a couple of announcements right up front. First of all, uh, those of you podcast listeners, I wanted you to be aware that uh, there's going to be some bonus episodes coming uh, in the near future here to the channel and to wherever you find our podcast, Uh, and those are going to be called From the Vault, and these are these old, old episodes from when I first started doing the show, and they're kind of interesting to listen to. I was obviously still very nervous doing the doing the shows, but I had some still some good shows and the information is good, but it's kind of just a look back in time and they're just take them for whatever they are. I, I know they're not as entertaining probably, but hopefully you still find them interested interesting and worth worthwhile to listen to. Also, Uh, Got a lot of things going on uh, for the show and a great show lined up for you guys tonight. But remember, if you've got experiences of your own and you wouldn't mind being a guest on the show, I'd love to talk to you. Simply email me at uh, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com and uh, love to have you be a guest on the show as well. So. Um, other than that, we've got a lot of things up ahead. We're going to do uh, some listener encounters tonight and, uh, those are great. I love these. And these are emailed stories that people have sent to me. Uh, they didn't want to get on the shows themselves and that's fine. I mean, it's not for everybody, but, uh, I'm really thankful to all the listeners who submitted their stories that, uh, we use for the show. And if you have stories of your very own, feel free to just submit those as well. I'd love to see those and I can certainly read them for you. Also make sure to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash paranormal portal is where you will find the live streams of the paranormal portal that happen uh, five nights a week, Wednesday night through Sunday night. And, uh, it's a whole different show than what you're catching here on the, on the podcast, but, uh, hopefully you'll check us out over there and subscribe and become part of the family over there as well. Uh, but anyway, guys, I guess it's time to get busy. So I hope you're ready. everybody it's time to go to work Uh, i've got some listener email stories here and uh looking forward to bringing these to you now i've got to tell you that oftentimes i get emails from listeners and they're like you know i had some weird things happen and i'm pretty sure they're paranormal but i don't know if they're really you know worthy of being on the podcast and my opinion is this that if your cereal bowl moves and you didn't touch it that's amazing um, uh, I know we've got a Hollywood idea of what the paranormal is, and there are so many people that, that experience so many other things that maybe don't reach the sensational Hollywood quality that we're so used to seeing in the movies and stuff. But these are still extraordinary events and, and demonstrating as some extraordinary phenomena that people are experiencing. So I love all of these stories, whether they're absolutely incredible over the top or if they're just kind of sweet or or just interesting as long as it demonstrates your experiences with the paranormal i'm absolutely interested in it so don't think that there's some hidden criteria i mean i do have a criteria uh, re- in regards to the fact that i you know i i have to represent stories that are true for the listeners i have an obligation to you guys so if it's a pure uh, flight of fancy you know, please don't bother. And and I, I, I know that sounds terrible, but um, I don't want to ever put things on the show that would make people question the credibility of the show, my integrity as a host, or any of your integrity out there. And I don't ever want to insult your intelligence by putting out some things uh, that even I can't get behind. So uh, there is a bit of discernment there. But, it, you know, for the most part, if you tell me you've experienced it, I'm going to believe you. But anyway, let's get to work here. I've got a few stories lined up. One of the listeners submitted two of them, and uh, really interesting stories. But let's start out with Patty. And Patty's a listener, and she wrote me and, and wanted to describe her experiences to me, and I was like, wow, this is great. And uh, we talked a little bit about getting around the show, but in the last minute she decided, no, I'm, not, I'm really not up for that. And that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to read the stories for you guys. So without further ado, let's get to Patty's story here. It says, firstly, first off, I had a normal childhood. I'm one of seven kids with a Catholic family, and I always say I won the parent lottery. I believed, believe in guardian angels and intuition. My only knowledge of strange things would gathered while watching In Search of, like many people. So fast forward shortly after the birth of our third daughter. Our house had three bedrooms on the upper level of our split level home. My hobby and I had one, a three year old and 1.5 year old had the other, and Betty's room had her crib and a twin bed. My babies were all about six pounds at birth and ate every three hours throughout the night. I'd sleep in the twin bed in the nursery for the first few months, so I didn't wake my husband uh, with the frequent feedings. I'm thinking Betsy was maybe a month old, and I recall it being early morning and barely light outside. My husband liked to get up most mornings while the house is quiet and read the paper. Well, that particular morning, I was lying on my side facing the crib and I was just barely awake. And I felt him slide into bed behind me and spoon me. And I thought it sweet as I drowsily lay there. I went to rub his arm, but he wasn't there. I felt confused as as I know I wasn't asleep, but just chalked it up to being sleep-deprived, maybe, and just being wishful thinking. A few weeks later, I was in the twin bed again, lying on my back, and I again felt my hubby crawl on top of me. I thought, oh boy, not in the mood, dear. But the weight of him felt good, and he was warm. I opened my eyes, and nothing. This time I sat up and began freaking out, inside. My sweet baby girl was a few feet away, and something had just tried to get frisky with me. I absolutely know I was not asleep. I've dreamt my whole life, and this was a physical pressure I felt, not a dreamed experience. Well, I got Betsy out of the crib and brought her into our bedroom, fed her eventually, and then Jerry took her. I went back into the nursery and said in a whisper, In the name of Jesus Christ, leave this house and never return. 12 years of Catholic school had paid off because I never had any other experiences there. Wow, thank God, huh? I never felt threatened or terrified, but it was an unwanted experience. I was afraid of the entity, for lack of a better word, to turn towards my girls, but they never said anything, so I'm glad invoking Jesus helped. Yeah, that's really powerful. Wow. So then time moves on, and I began searching Anything and everything regarding life, spirituality, near-deaths, mysteries, etc. I discovered that I'm an empath. Other people's sadness is hard for me. And I could never intentionally be mean to people. I cried easily when I saw sad things. My special gift has always been working with kids. First as a pediatric dental assistant and now as a special education bus chaperone. Twice I have had super strange things happen. Most of our students are autistic and I see this listed on my day sheet. And sometimes it will say things like nonverbal. Well, I was buckling in a five-year-old and chatting as I usually do to make them feel happy and safe. And I say to the little gal say bye to mommy who's waving from the curb. I distinctly heard bye mommy. And I thought how nice she does talk now thinking maybe they need to update the form. When I dropped her off, I commented to mom how neat it was that I heard Mary say, bye, mommy. Mom looked at me and said, oh, really, huh? Mary doesn't speak. Well, I was terribly embarrassed and got back on the bus, but I know what I heard. Now, did I hear it in my head or with my ears? I don't know, but I didn't think it. I heard it. The next fall we got a big guy named Josh who was nonverbal down syndrome kid. Big smiles and grunts but just no words. I treat all my kids the same as I know many kids with disabilities understand even though they can't communicate. My routine was to walk Josh to his seat and buckle him in. For some reason his coat was extra bulky and was struggling with the buckle and worrying it was too tight so I auto- automatically said, "Josh, on I'm sorry if this is too tight. And I distinctly heard him say, I'm fine. I never heard either of them speak again, and neither are on my route this year. I researched a bit, and being an empath, I may have had an episode of Clara Audience. Weird, huh? No, I think that's very powerful. I think think it's wonderful that you were able to see that these children are not They're there. They're there. They're present. It's just that they don't have the mechanical means to express, but their minds are in there. They're working. And and I think that's beautiful. It's so easy for people to dismiss those special needs kids, but they are just these little beings light. And that's wonderful that you had those experiences. Now the super frightening one, this happened maybe two summers ago. I, I now sleep during the week in that same twin bed, uh, I get up at 530 a.m. My husband is the CPA and works 14 hours a day and likes to sleep in uh, till 7:30 a.m. So Monday through Friday, I sleep in the small room so as not to wake him in the morning. Pretty considerate wife, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also he snores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that can make it a little more urgent to have better accommodations. Anyway, I was sound asleep, and I felt a buzzing energy field surrounding my entire body. I didn't hear it, but I felt it really strongly. I opened my eyes, and halfway between opening them, I had a flash of a, of a fiery demon-like face at the foot of my bed. I couldn't sit up immediately, but the picture of it was gone. I remember having to tell my body to get up and I ran and crawled in with my hubby. I bought a smudging kit at a store in Apple Valley and cleansed the the room big time. Never happened again, but weird for sure. Yeah, that's intense. Well, you know, it's a good thing that you smudged it when you did. Um, I think the longer those presences are around, the harder they are to get rid of. So I think that they do kind of permeate a place if they're there long enough. So the best thing to do is it, when in doubt, just cleanse, get them out. <laughs> when in doubt, get them out. Thank you very much. Look for that t-shirt on uh, teespring.com stores paranormal dash portal. Just a joke. I'm not going to make a t-shirt, but it's kind of clever. Maybe my last couple of experiences involved my dad and grandma and her, her dog visiting me and my mom. My dad was my hero and all around uh, amazing man. And I'm happy to share those stories if you want. These stories involve experiences I, ha- I had since he had died. Well, I, you know, Patty and I did correspond again. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to hear those stories as well. And so she graciously, graciously submitted them and I'm, I'm really glad that she did. And this is the stories of Patty and her dad and, and grandma and the, and the dog says, okay, background on my dad first. He was handpicked, as my grandma used to say. She adopted him from St. Paul Orphanage when he was three in 1934. My grandparents had one child who died during the 1919 Spanish influenza and remained childless until her broken heart would just not heal and she felt the need to adopt. So until 1977, my grandma loved my dad and us with an abundance. There was this bond between them that was crazy to see her death broke his heart. He said, but his love for my mom and us seven kids healed him each day. So basically she was an amazingly loving and kind woman. Now my dad fell for my mom. the first time he saw her, that's a separate non-paranormal story. He was the most extraordinary kind of hardworking, loving, and generous man. He made each moment of his free time dedicated to my mom and us kids as well as his parents. Their marriage was what people dream of. My mom also has also said many times how he never once in their 63 years of marriage hurt her feelings or made her cry. So when my dad showed signs of physical failure and his voice started to weaken, we were devastated. He was diagnosed with Louis body dementia and told he had anywhere from a year to possibly three years. Well He tried his best, and, us, uh, and of us seven kids, I spent the most time with him, them and him. I think my siblings were afraid of seeing him not be the dad that we all knew, but I knew each moment counted. So I spent as many nights keeping watch when he needed help going to the bathroom so my mom could sleep. And I remember feeding him lunch on the day he died and thinking what a gift it was to have this time with him. Getting the call after having seen him just a few hours before was shocking, but I also knew he hated being bedbound and away from my mom. Once we couldn't care for him at home, we moved him to a care facility and he lasted all of five days. I knew it was being separated from my mom that was the final nail in his coffin poor wording but literally leaving her just expedited his death my mom was hanging on by a thread emotionally and i was sure even though very healthy that she would die of a broken heart as often happens with some old couples so i started sleeping over more the strange event happened to me about six weeks after my dad had died I was sleeping in the guest room of my parents' house and simultaneously felt someone sit on the bed and a dog pant in my right ear. It was loud enough I sat upright and said, get out. Having had a freaky night visitors in the past, I was pretty freaked out. I said nothing to anyone and just prayed for protection. The following visit for a sleepover was a month later And my mom and I were chatting, and she said, and I remember this verbatim. I know you are really open-minded, so I wanted to tell you something. I said, sure, what? And she said, your dad visits me each night. Well, my jaw dropped. My super Catholic mom had never spoken of anything otherworldly, so this blew me away. She continued on to say in the middle of the night she would feel him get out of bed and shuffle to the bathroom. My dad had a a double knee. My dad had had a double knee replacement, so he was a big time shuffler. I asked her if she was afraid and she said, no, it's wonderful, but I'm worried. He should be at rest in heaven and not stuck here with me. I told her it didn't surprise me at all that he was not ready to leave her side. And I'm sure he would in time. Now, hearing my dad may be in her home was nice, but I was kind of still freaked out about the dog, etc. So I told my mom I'd reach out to a psychic that I had heard on a podcast named Vanessa Hogel. I got an appointment on the phone with Vanessa, and she read my cards and was spot on with crazy sibling crap, and then she asked what questions did I have. I said, I think my dad, and, uh, and mentioned his name, is hanging out at my mom's house and was he okay or stuck or what? She said, your dad is there and he's fine. Not stuck, just not ready to leave your mom. And there's also a lady and a dog there too. I almost dropped the phone. A lady with a dog? Seriously, how could she know that? She said, my dad hangs out in the bedroom and the TV room the lady and the dog have the other room and rooms and they wander I asked who is the lady and she said i'm thinking a grandmother she smells like goulash not american goulash but real hungarian goulash now i was only 10 when my grandma died and her dog had died years before i was born but the goulash comment was so crazy accurate old country comfort food was grandma's favorite I felt terrible then that I had told grandma to get out. But of course, if my dad was hanging with my mom, then his mom was hanging with him, and it all made sense then. I asked my mom each time I see her if dad's hanging out, and she said every night. If she hears him and turns over, the, the catches a glimpse of a white mist. But he never talks to her, which makes her feel sad. Now, he has spoken to me a few times. I know this all sounds too fantastic, but I've stopped asking why and just say prayers of thanks and that it is me. Dad was sad each time I left my mom's side, so I know he holds me extra close in his heart. So the first message or vision of my dad was the night before Easter. And having been born on Easter Sunday, my parents made that always a big deal for me, even though it's a rotating holiday. I had driven down to Mankato Saturday to help get food and such ready. And my husband and kids have a couple more sisters would arrive on Sunday. I was in the middle of the night and I saw my dad sitting at the edge of the bed, wearing a cardigan and polo shirt as he so often did, but he looked healthy and happy, which I remember made me ecstatic. His only words were, what can I do for you? I simply replied, just hold me dad. And I felt his big arms and hands wrap around me. And the next thing I knew, it was morning again. Not a dream, but a clear vision with physical contact. I can't tell you how powerful impact that had. I can't tell you how powerful impact that had. I've always felt his presence just over my shoulder, but that was such a huge gift. The only other times I have heard his voice, but just not seen him. Last fall, we were looking for an apartment for our middle daughter and complaining about rent prices when I heard his voice say, buy a condo. Well, I mentioned it to my husband and we found one in his sister's building and got it for a great price. And it was a win-win. Then three weeks ago, I woke up with the name of a stock in my head. I've have some investments, but I've never had this particular stock nor spoke of it. It's a weird name and I couldn't shake the name of it all the way to work. So I told my hobby and I think dad has given me stock tips now laugh out loud and we bought some and it's gone up. Well, that's it for now. I'm incredibly blessed to have gotten rid of bad visitors and super blessed to get to hear from my dad and know he is hanging out with my mom. I think it's all beautiful, and thank you so much for reading it and for being uh, part of the journey. I, I love getting those stories, and they're so powerful and poignant, and they don't have to. Again, they don't have to be these Hollywood experiences. They just need to be paranormal <laughs> because they all they all demonstrate something phenomenal going on, something that's not normal. And that's the wheelhouse of the Paranormal Portal, so thank you for sending those in i really appreciate appreciate it okay folks i think this is a great time for our first break so let's get this done and pay the bills and we'll be right back at it with more listener accounts here on the paranormal portal (laughs) hey guys brent thomas here the paranormal portal podcast we just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the paranormal portal store we've got t-shirts hoodies leggings stickers mugs you name it you might find it over there so head on over to teespring.com stores paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the paranormal portal podcast thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our paranormal portal family All right, everybody, welcome back to the Paranormal Portal, and uh, we've got more listener encounters to go through. Uh, Next up, we've got Kathy, who writes, I'm writing to you because I just found your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and you are legit. Thank you, by the way. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Thank you for being real and taking our emails. It's hard in my world to find someone who gets gets that there is life beyond the five senses. I've been dealing with the spirit world since I can remember, and I haven't always been open to it, though, because of my indoctrination of organized religion. I have since reconciled that neither I nor my encounters are evil and am working on the fear that was instilled in me. Today I was listening to you. I started at the beginning, and I'm going through the years. And you said that that we have the power over the spirits in our home, that we can lay down the rules. I was so glad to hear that because that's exactly what I've done. And I always know when someone new is here. If I feel fear. I told them a few years ago that I'm fine with them staying as long as they mean no harm and to adhere to a few rules. Number one being they cannot scare me or anyone else in the house. Well, that being said, my spirits are intelligence and I've gotten some pretty wild EVPs. One in particular happened when I stopped talking to them out loud when recording. I noticed that they were answering my questions before I would ask, so I told them that since they can read my mind, I would just stop talking. And I got back, you're boring, Kathy. Not a class A, but very distinct. With the number one rule being that they cannot scare me or anyone else in the house, I had the funniest thing happen a couple of Christmases ago. I entertain family every year in BC for the Christmas and that year I just wasn't feeling it. So I got behind in my preparations for the big dinner. Then a family member texted me asking if they could come, which threw a wrench in my attitude. This particular person isn't the most pleasant person. And there is another less than pleasant person already on the guest list. And every time these two see each other, there's a fight. With my sensitivities to energies, I dreaded the upcoming day, but set about preparing my home with anything and everything I'd heard might work to ward off the negativity that was about to enter my sacred space. However, since I was behind in the preparations for dinner, I didn't get to the last thing that I was going to do, which was to pour salt across the door threshold. The guests were arriving and I didn't want them to see me pouring salt because they don't believe in things like that, so... I went into my bedroom and said to the spirits that they have my permission to scare anyone who acts up in any way. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Unleash them. That's awesome. Lo and behold, the two unpleasant people started verbally fighting and causing a scene. After the scene was over and things got back to normal, one of them was nervously looking for her phone to call an Uber. She gave no explanation as to why she had to leave and she was shaking and visibly upset like she'd seen a ghost well after she left the other one came into my room i was in and white as a sheet with eyes wide and she said that my ghost because everyone knows my house is haunted just grabbed her arm she was apparently in the kitchen talking across the bar to my husband his brother mother and all of them saw her arm go back as if it was being pulled and there was no one there as she looked to see who pulled her arm. Well, that's when she ran, got her purse, called her daughter to get in the car and came to tell me what happened and that she had to go. I was laughing after she left and said to my spirits, thanks for having my back. No one else had any encounters and the spirits knew it was only for that day. And I've never had a problem since. That's brilliant. I'm not new to the spirit world, but I am new to accepting my place in it and not being scared. Except for Bigfoot. I'm still scared of them. My grandmother ruined that for me playing in the woods when I was about six. When she said that at dusk, I better get in the house because the boogeyman will get me. Now that the land where those woods are is mine, I'm there every week. Trying to overcome my fear of those woods. Last week, though, I thought I was recording when I heard rustling in the woods that sounded bipedal. When I called out a hello, thinking I would get another Class A EVP like I did on the other land I own, it stopped. If it were an animal like a deer or anything, really, I would think it would maybe stop for a bit, and then when I called out again, I would hear it run away, especially if it was a deer. I called out several times and then realized... I wasn't recording, so I turned on my video and started recording, but heard or saw nothing. I've poured over the video frame by frame and nothing, but it was a definite bipedal sound in the leaves. I still haven't made it very far into those woods yet, but every week I go a little further. I don't want to encounter a Bigfoot. I can handle spirits and ghosts and aliens all day long, but Bigfoot, I guess, is still the boogeyman to my little girl insides. Again, thanks for all you do, and I hope you will continue uh, so people like me can have people. I don't have people who get me, so again, thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it's you guys out there that make the show amazing. I, I just turn on the lights, you know, and we talk about things, and, you know, we talk to people like you guys. I mean, this podcast is very much generated by you guys, the listeners, so... Thank you so much for that. And thank you for submitting your experiences. They are amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. We got a, another one here. This one's a little bit shorter. It's kind of a block of text, so I hope I can read it. Okay. Sometimes they're not separated into paragraphs and it's like, ah, it just becomes a block. But this one's coming from a listener named Kimberly. It says, hi, I recently started listening to your podcast. And I just finished listening to episode 84 about reincarnation. Well, this is my first time sharing this story, and I would love for you to tell it to the, to the, in, in the future. This is a dream that my husband had. My whole family freaked out when they first heard it. In 2018, I gave birth to our little girl. At the time of the dream, she was still a, a newborn, about two months old. The story begins with my husband waking me up pretty quiet and telling me I had a, that he had a weird dream. He starts off saying that he was standing in a wide area filled with mist and clouds, a being appeared, but his face was covered in clouds. My husband asked him who he was and why he was there. The man said he was an angel, a large cloud formed in front of them and started showing images like a projector or a TV The angel showed my husband images of our daughter, then a family tree starting with me and leading to my great-grandmother. He asked again, why was he there? The angel then showed him a video of the moment my great-grandmother passed away. She had passed away about a year and two months prior to my daughter being born. So the moment she passed away, a light came out of her. Then the images changed to our daughter being born And a light went inside of her. My husband was confused, so he asked why he was being shown shown this. The angel said that my great-grandmother was within our daughter. And then the angel asked my husband if he noticed them and the bad energy. Of course, my husband had no idea what he was talking about. Then the angel said, don't worry. I'll always be here to protect you. Don't be scared. And that's when he woke up and he had three big scratches across his whole back. My husband has never met my great-grandmother since she lived in Mexico and he's never been there, but he clearly saw my family tree with my great-grandmother and he knew it was her. My grandma cried when we told her and she said she also had a dream that my great-grandmother told her not to worry and that she will always be there to protect her. My daughter's almost three now. And they truly believe my daughter is her reincarnation. She doesn't talk well yet. So we don't know if she remembers anything, but we'll see what happens in the future. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll share it. And thanks for your great podcast. It really makes my graveyard shift job go by faster. Keep it up. Sincerely, Kimberly. Thank you so much. That is amazing. And I I often wonder that too. It's like, and I've heard that. I've heard that there's many schools of thought that say that we stick with a a specific soul family if you will uh, a group of of beings who whether by some esoteric contract or just an agreement that we like each other that we continue to be involved in each other's stories through each incarnation and i think it's kind of a beautiful thought because you know there's a, there's a reason family is so strong and can be so strong it can also be so painful and Maybe it's because we teach each other the hardest lessons and we give each other the deepest love, but it's a love that's been forged over millennia, you know, and that's a beautiful thought. So I, I really thank you for that story. It's really, really thought provoking and it really really makes the the wheels start spinning. But beautiful. Okay, everybody. I think it's time we gotta take a break. So don't go away and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in the last email tonight's on our show is going to be from a listener named Andrea, and uh it's a pretty wild experience and uh kind of dark kind of spooky creepy but you know very intense so um, buckle up for this one <laughs> Hi Brent, I'd like to share a story with you. The story is of my divorce summer and the demon. As life would have it, I married young and divorced young. At around the age of 23, I found myself trying to start over. I moved in with my parents and found an old schoolmate that just so happened to have gotten a divorce also. We were wild women. We partied and drank like sailors with a touch of man-hating at times, but We lived life like there was no tomorrow and ran free to bury our sorrow. One night I went to the local bar to wait for my trusted partner in crime to appear and we would start our night. But as I waited, a local came and sat by me and offered to buy me drinks. We sat together and watched the pool table. He put up his quarter to play. And I kept an eye on the door for Teresa. I was watching the door intently, hoping she would come soon. I had prior dealings with this guy at a party, and for some reason, he scared me. I was not sure I had made a good decision to sit with him. I decided to go to the back room where the smokers were and left him back at the bar. It was calm back there, and I stayed there 30 minutes or so and headed back to the front of the house to see if Teresa was there yet. I walked through the dark hallway to the front. Immediately, the silence of the bar hit me. I looked to my right and saw the person on the floor next to the jukebox. I looked forward and saw a, a table full of men, and they all sat in silence. I looked at the person again, no blood, passed out. Was there a fight? I looked at the door of the bar, and there he was, being held in, by the arms by locals, and they were serious and stern. I could not process all the information I was taking in. It took the paramedics to come in for me to realize the extent of the fight. I went to the bathroom and dry heaved. The man was dead. Stabbed in the heart by an angry pool player who thought a quarter was worth a life. Upon leaving the bathroom, I walked up to the bar to get some water. I stood there looking at the counter of the bar, trying not to focus on anything but, but I did. I looked up and he was still there being held by the other end of the bar until police arrived. It was then that I looked at him and I heard him say, look, it doesn't even bother her. He smiled. I will not forget that. His body at that moment turned into what I can only describe as a nasty demon. His body turned loose and gummy, and his face bloated. His teeth turned yellow. His eyes changed to black, and his head had lumps of fat that looked like small horns. And he was truly horrific looking. And this lasted for what seemed like ages, but probably only lasted a few seconds. I always wonder what I saw. Was it my brain fitting things in place so I could understand? Was it I saw this man's true self? Or are there beings on this earth that are here to cause pain? All I know is that he was wrong. He was wrong, and it still bothers me a lot. After that, I would tell friends what I saw, and they would reply, Drink much? Or something of that nature? The story is 100% true, and no one else in the bar that night morphed. And I've never seen it again. P.S. It would be interesting to know if anyone else has had something like this happen. Thanks. I think that's about as creepy as it gets, folks, um, when you're possibly seeing the face of evil. And maybe it is more of a a psychic vision than it is a physical one. I'm not sure. I mean, nobody can answer that question, but I, I think it's possible that it was right there and just for her. Maybe a psychic vision, maybe a telepathic vision sent by some really malevolent being that wanted to torment her. I don't know. It's horrible, horrible situation. And uh those are the kind of things you'll never forget, unfortunately. They leave a stain on our soul or something. But I you know, I my heart goes out to you, Andrea. That's pretty ugly, pretty horrible. But I hope you've found peace in that or that you've healed from it. I, you know, I don't know. There's not any real words that I can offer, but there are evil things out there. There are dark things out there. And, uh, our religions are full of them. These malevolent beings that want to torment us. And that's gotta be based on something, right? So thank you so much for sending that in and and becoming a part of the shows. Thank you to all of our submitters tonight. Thank you so much. I love getting these emails. And if you're listening to this and you've got a story, Send it over. I'd love to hear it. Well, folks, that's going to wrap up our journey for the Paranormal Portal tonight. Thank you so much for being a part of the shows, part of the, part of the experience. And thank you to all of you who have spread the word and let others know about the show. And thank you to those of you who will yet do that. Um, we are completely listener-driven. I mean, it's all by people saying, hey, check out this show. And we're extraordinarily grateful for that love and that kindness and that respect. And and uh, it means the world. Um, if you've got stories to send in or you'd like to be a guest, please email me again, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, youtube.com paranormalportal. And uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com paranormalportalradio. And you can, uh, also check out another Facebook group. It's called paranormal portal fans. And, uh, that's for enthusiasts, hopefully like yourselves who will, uh, get involved and, uh, join the conversations over there. So lots of great things going on and, uh, thank you so much for being a part of our journeys and I guess that's all I got for you. So I, I bid you a great, wonderful week again, watch out for, watch out for those, uh, bonus episodes from the vault again, those are early episodes and you know, it's, it's this, the portal has been a journey for me. It's been a, it's been a a long evolving journey and it kind of is neat to look back at where it all started. And, uh, so hopefully you'll listen, but be gentle and, uh, take them for what they are. They aren't our, our best work yet, but they were the best we could do back then. And, uh, I hope you enjoy them for what they are. So anyway, thank you all. Love you all. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.